Hello and welcome to an episode of Beyond Friends, a podcast through her eyes. We're your hosts, Sunny, Ping, Mingti, Alexis, Jimmy, and Eleanor. Yeah. <laughs> we're <laughs> delighted to have you join us today. If this is your first time listening to us, we're happy to have you here. And if you listened to us before, welcome back. As y'all heard, we have guests joining us in today's podcast. So welcome, friends. Welcome to our podcast. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're a little um, nervous, but we'll... we'll, we'll... We, with, with your yeah, though. with your help, we'll we'll get through it. Aww. And then there's Eleanor here too. It's just we'll see. She's a little fussy today, but well, we won't take too much of your of the both of your time today. And Eleanor's, we know that being new parents, um, there's still a lot of things mm-hmm. to overcome. But thank you, Alexis and Chuping, <laughs> for joining Aww. us. And Eleanor, we have been friends. We're good friends with Alexis and Chuming. Uh, Alexis is actually one of my college friends. Sorry, we, all of our college friends. But Alexis was my um, my roommate freshman year in college. And uh, Chuming is Alexis's husband. So he's been friends with us for pretty much as long as we have known Alexis. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, we're going to do a quick diaper change. Okay. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, we've been friends for a very long time and super excited about yeah. this podcast. That's good. Well, we are also super excited to have you to join us today. Um, listeners, as you can tell from today's title episode or the, the title of the episode and just what we've talked about so far, today we're talking about babies. And so Alexis and Chiming are actually the first couple in our friend group to both get married and have a baby. Their cutie pie, Eleanor, was born October 2020, so just about three, four months mm-hmm. old from when you'll be listening to this episode. Also, can I just say, I love her cheeks so much. She's so cute, and it's yeah. so nice to see a baby on the screen with us. It's so cute. She's a little chunky monster. So we brought Alexis and Chumay on the podcast because we're always thinking about life, relationship, womanhood, and family. And especially as women, sometimes the expectation for us is that we have to think about kids and wanting them and starting our families soon. Um, And with all of that, we wanted to hear from new parents about their journey with parenthood, how they prepare for this, how having a kid has changed things for them, mental health-wise, and so there's so much we want to talk about. So how about we just get into it and and like have a conversation about what it means to be a new parent and how to navigate that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sunny. So why don't we tackle the first topic here to kind of set the foundation and the conversation here is around your pregnancy and planning for Eleanor's birth like how did you and Trumaine find out that you're pregnant and how did you if if you found out first how did you tell Trumaine so we've been trying to have a baby for a while now and um I think I kind of had a feeling that I was pregnant but then I wasn't sure because it was really hard for me to get pregnant and then when I took a test I saw the pregnancy test. It was a very faint line, second line, because there's two lines. And it was very, very faint. Like, you can, can't, I don't know. You got to really put in the light to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Alexa showed me. I I, I didn't believe her. (laughs) So, yeah, it's probably like another 
negative. Yeah, it was like a cheap pregnancy, like those strips. So we were like, well, maybe it's not. And I showed you, and I was like, didn't you see a line? Like, is there another line? You're like, no. And then um, I think we went snowboarding, and I was like super exhausted for some reason. Like, I usually when I go like do activities like that, I'm I have a lot of energy and I can go for a few hours, but. I was just very exhausted. I think we were only there for an hour. Yeah, maybe not even. Yeah. Yeah, and then we went home, and I was like, well, that's weird. Usually, like, we're there for, like, a couple hours. A couple hours. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'll just take another test. And then I we put it in the bathroom, and we're like, oh, it's probably nothing. And then I think you went to go look. Yeah, yeah, we, we took the test. We weren't going to look at it. Then we went to go eat, and then, like, after we're done eating, we came back to look. And then I was like, maybe I should look first, you know, in case there's anything. And then I went in, and I looked, and I saw pregnant. I was like, what? Yeah, it was. Like, I was shocked. Yeah. I, I thought it was not pregnant, because, you know, it's pregnant and not pregnant. So I had to, like, take a second, like, yeah. second glance. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's pregnant. Yeah. We were really shocked. We were really shocked, yeah. yeah. Oh, that is so sweet. Alexis, I cannot believe you went snowboarding. What the heck? I know. I think <laughs> I... I was like already like a couple weeks pregnant. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was crazy. Wow. You know, that's like something I'm worried about if I was ever pregnant is like if I don't know and I just go like do some crazy stuff, like I don't know, like an activity Sky-diving. or like what if I'm like drinking? I'm just like, like yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> we were scared of that too. So I bet yeah. the both of you were, uh, you you said you're both shocked, but also I, I'm sure a lot of mixed emotion also ar- arise too. So what mm. were some of that emotions and how did you both navigate that as you're preparing for being parents? Yeah, I think, you okay? It's okay. I know, okay. Oh, she's okay. Um, I think for me, I was very, uh, I was shocked, but then I was like excited just because I, I want to have kids and I've been trying so hard. Like we've both been trying really hard. So we were just, oh, for me, I was very happy and excited and just, I don't know, just like, wow, we've been trying so hard and like it finally happened, you know, and this is for real. Yeah, it's for real. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I mean, we've, we've been trying for so long that like when it finally happened, it was, it was a big like shock. I, I was happy because we've tried a lot of stuff. And then when it finally happened, it, it was like a, a big like realization that like it was it, it's going to happen. Like we're going to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Parenthood didn't really hit us until she was born though. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. It definitely didn't hit <laughs> it us until she was born. I have a question. When did when did you both actively started to try to have a baby? Was it before or after marriage or yeah? Also what kind of like cuz Chiming you had also just mentioned that you tried a lot of different things. Um so can you mention some of those things too? I'm curious yeah. to know. So I think we tried a little bit after our mom wedding just because COVID happened and we were supposed to have our American wedding. Um, yeah, so COVID happened. We're like, okay, COVID happened. We have a year to try. But then that whole year, it was um, unsuccessful. We we tried. Um, I went to go see my OB and she prescribed me some medications. But first, I wanted to try naturally by timing my, um, my ovulations. So I wanted to do that first. I think we did that for a couple months. Yeah, we did. But um, it didn't work. Yeah. Um, and then I were I was prescribed some medications and then um also with that I timed my ovulation as well. The time ovulation and then timed sex and then yeah. Yeah. 
that work. Yeah, and we also watched our diet. Like we watched what we <laughs> ate a lot. Yeah, Alexa. So yeah, I have yeah. I have PCOS, so polycystic um, ovarian syndrome. So that's that's very um, it's not very hard, but with women with PCOS, it could be a little bit harder for them to you know have kids. So that that um, you know I went on a diet. I went like gluten and dairy free. Um, we exercise, we did all of that. And also just like de-stressing because stress has a huge factor too. So just trying not to be so stressed out about trying to get pregnant. And I think that a whole year we did it naturally yeah. without yeah, any medication. Yeah, we didn't take medication. Yeah. So we just stick with our diet and exercise. And then finally at the end, after our American wedding, I was prescribed some medications just to help a little bit with my ovulation. Because I wasn't having my period at all. Um, and then, yeah, that was towards the end of last year. No, mm-hmm. end of 2021. Yeah, oh, 2021. Yeah. End of 2021. And then January, that's when we found out that we were pregnant. Did you both consider, like, Hmong medicine? Like, you know, I like some elders say, like, oh, like, drink this tea so you can have a boy and stuff like that. Like, Or even, mm-hmm. like, sp- spiritual, like, ceremonies, yeah. like, um, kukong or anything like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we did try. We did, there was we, like we did herbal try tea. this herbal tea that um yeah. my sister in law gave me because she says she tried it. So I tried that for a whole month, and yeah. it I don't think it made it difference. We tried a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not a lot of things. We did like diet. Yeah. Well, we yeah <laughs> diet. We did the herbal mom thing. We didn't do any like cooking or any no. shaman thing. Yeah, my mom did want. To take Alexis yeah. to like well, a lady to like to like Jean Blanc. Yeah, so I can have kids. Yeah, but we're like, no, we're not gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we didn't want to yeah, we didn't really take a lot of the traditional routes. We took more of like the modern medicine route. Yeah. Well, I yeah. guess the only thing that we really did was the herbal tea. Just to try. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I guess we, we've heard a lot of like success from them, mm-hmm. like you know, ladies saying that and it seems to work. But it didn't work for us. So we just, yeah, that was the only time we really did take the herbal tea. Well, and Alexis, it sounds like you and Chumei went through a pretty long journey uh, in trying to get pregnant and being among women uh, and yeah, uh, and also wife while you're navigating that. Um, what were some obstacles that um, you were experiencing, trying to overcome? And Chumei, how was, I know that a lot of that kind of um, direction of trying to get pregnant, uh, having kids right after being married, attention gets put a lot on the woman. So as her partner, her spouse, how have you been able to uh, support her and uh, meet her needs? So two questions there, one for Alexis and uh, navigating the more woman aspect of trying to have kids. And then Chumei, how have you supported that? And what have you what have been your struggles too um i think it was really hard to explain that especially to like our moms because um i have pcos so it's it's really hard to explain pcos to them like they don't understand that um it's just like gucci they would just say so that means like i just don't have my period regularly like most women do um so that you know that's the reason why i can't get pregnant it's hard because like we did get married in 2020 mm-hmm. and or night 2019 maybe I don't remember mm-hmm. but um they were like but well, our parents were like just have kids have kids right away um 
And I know we, we did want to have kids. We did at that time. But um, we were just like, maybe we should just try naturally and go at our own pace. Um, and it was a lot of pressure. But I think how we did it, we just kind of like ignored them. Yeah. And a lot of reassurance. Yeah. Each other. Yeah. We just talked to each other. Like, you know, I just we just said to each other like do you want kids right now or do you want to just see what happens so it's just like we just yeah. communicated with each other yeah and yeah, we kind of just communicated and kind of to answer Ping's question you know with with like a lot of the like my parents and like uh, my aunts and uncles and they're always asking like oh why when are you guys gonna have kids so our excuse usually is just we're still working on ourselves. Mm. Like we're still going to school. Mm -hmm. We're still, you know, working. We're not like we don't have time. But yeah. like we are actively trying, though. Yeah. So it's kind of just like an excuse just to like kind of get them off our back while we're trying to like, you know. Yeah, because conceive and I, I know I know their intentions. They mean well. Yeah. But for us, it was it was difficult for us to like conceive. So it was. We didn't want to talk about that with them uh, just because they might not understand it. Um, so we just kept it to ourselves and we kind of yeah. just looked in, looked to each other and, you know, for support. I feel like that's something hard because it's like sometimes then you get a lot of like unsolicited mm -hmm. advice, unsolicited like diagnostics of what's, again, like you said, what's quote unquote wrong with youth um and like what's going on and stuff and so i feel like that would bring a lot of pressure and like yeah anxieties and stuff and speaking of anxieties like when you were pregnant and maybe even when you two were trying and stuff did you already have any anxieties about becoming a parent or um just navigating like pregnancy and stuff not only that but you two are like again the first couple to get married and to have a kid and so like at least among the friend group it's like you don't have any other friends um in our mm -hmm. friend group to ask about that stuff and then um alexis you're the oldest and you're the first child from your family to have a kid too and so mm -hmm. kind of just having that network i know what you mean you have some nieces and nephews already and like you can lean on your parents but i'm sure there was a lot going on oh yeah there was i think for me, um, when, you know, when we were pregnant with baby, it was hard because I felt really alone. Like you said, I was like the first one in our friend group. I was the oldest. You know, I don't have any nieces or nephews. So it was really hard. It was lonely. I, I didn't know who to like reach out to. Um, I did. I had um, his sister, um, mm -hmm. one of his sister to talk to, but she's really busy. She has three kids. So it was really hard for her and I to connect as well. Um so, you know, what I did, I, I, I kind of um, looked online, like social media. I went to like YouTube and follow like first time moms and, you know, listen to their stories. And I kind of I kind of used that as like, like they're my friends that I can, you know, listen to and reference back if I have any issues or if I'm experiencing like some sort of like, like, you know, like. I'm feeling alone or I feel depressed. I just need someone to talk to. You know, I can always go to Jermaine too, but mm -hmm. it's like, he, I feel like he, you know, he's not carrying a baby. Um, and all these hormones, is, it makes you kind of like, you you just want someone to talk to. So that's what I, I resorted to, like social media. 
um, other moms online. That really helped me too. And I didn't really feel as much as a, like I was alone in that. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing about like how it was kind of during pregnancy and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious about now when you actually like gave birth to Eleanor and she came and like I know you said like parenthood didn't really hit you until you gave birth. And so mm-hmm. what what did you mean by that? Um well when we brought her home, it was well again, she came a week early. So we didn't expect her to be here um, yet. Um, yeah. Well, I guess it's, yeah, she came a week early. I mean, Alexis mm-hmm. was having like contractions all day, but I mean, it's her first baby. So we didn't know if it was just like, you know, pregnancy cramps or contractions, you know? Yeah. Because they say contractions, like it hurts, you know? Yeah. And, and these are just like, it feels like cramps, right? Period cramps. Yeah. yeah. And like a lot of our, like, relatives were like oh it's your first baby you know they're usually late a week late like my mom had us like like a week late so that's what I was expecting was okay she's probably really comfortable and snuggle inside so she's not gonna come out and yeah she did (laughs) a week early but I don't know like it was it was was, uh, unexpected a shocker the night of like her labor because we were going to bed at like I think it was like 11 mm-hmm. p.m. We were going to bed and then Alexis had to use the bathroom and then she went and then she saw blood. Yeah. And then we were like kind of shocked. We're like, oh my god, what's going on? So we called the um like the the, the doctor, doctor on call. Yeah. And then they asked us like, are you having contractions? We said no, but it's just like period cramps. Yeah. And then they did ask, are we getting like every what was it like every couple minutes yeah like the it's like a rule like 411 rule like every like four minutes one minute or something like that i don't know or like contraction lasts for like a minute yeah Yeah, something like that yeah and then we kind of it was kind of like that pattern yeah and then they just kind of told us to go in and when they did it was like a big like oh my god it's happening yeah like like we weren't expecting it a week early I know we went to the hospital and they have like a like a a separate area that you go in just to check you to see if you actually is if you're in labor, and we're like, oh, they're probably gonna send us home. Like we're probably just being over dramatic. And then they checked and they're like, oh, you're you're four or five centimeters dilated. We're gonna admit you. And we're like, yeah, we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my god, it's, it's really it's happening. happening. Did you even have like your hospital bag and everything prepared? And oh, like, yeah, we yeah. Were, yeah, we were packed like couple of weeks before <laughs> okay we good had, i know a lot ready. of people. yeah we had yeah. like our suitcase we definitely overpacked we did oh you my know, god we had a suitcase we had like a, a backpack i had a backpack we had, he don't need to pack had. that much okay oh, yeah. <laughs> he don't pack that much. wait what did y'all pack that you packed so much okay so i so i wanted to go the natural route yeah. because like everybody like all my friends and like friends who had kids and all my like parents and sisters-in-laws are like they did it naturally so I was like okay if they can do it naturally I can too you know my body was built for this and I can do it too and I took some you know um, natural birthing classes to like kind of get myself ready and my body ready so I packed a lot of like um, 
like I packed, um, what is it? Essential oils. I packed a comb, like a comb to like kind of like direct pain to your uh, hand. So I packed that. We packed a lot of clothes. Yeah, um, what else did we pack? We packed like a fan yeah, and pillows, pillows blankets. blankets, like like chargers. chargers and iPads, even though we don't even use yeah, an iPad. We end up it was a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like it was it was a suitcase and he packed a backpack with his laptop and yeah, work laptop, homework yeah. laptop, yeah. suitcase. Yeah, wow, it, it was a lot. Yeah. Don't don't overpack. Yeah. And then we ended up using like none of those stuff. Yeah. Like, I did not use yeah. essential oils or my yeah. or the fan or the iPad. Yeah, we decided to go like get an epidural. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I got an epidural. Yeah, it's like it was like a must. Yeah, it was definitely. How long was your stay in the hospital? Um, it was about two days. It was three. Three days. Um, the normal route is two. Um, it's supposed to be two days, but um. Alexis had a fever, mm-hmm. and then um, the doctors were afraid that it might, you know, be like a, a virus that could could have been um, transferred to Eleanor. So they had to stay another day just to kind of make sure that everything's all yeah. clear. And also Eleanor, oh, hello, and also Eleanor had um, to do her um, her hearing test as well. Yeah, because she failed the first hearing test. And then um, they had to do a second one just to make sure if um, if she passed or not. So we stayed three days total. Oh, she's probably tired. Yeah. Okay. Baby's tired. When you two were in the hospital, like when you got admitted for labor and everything like that, did you decide to call anyone in to join you? And could you? I don't really know what the hospital regulations were, especially now that COVID post-COVID and like with COVID still out there and stuff and so did you decide to have anyone else there with you other than Shuming? Yeah so when we um when we planned like we planned before we went to the hospital we were like we're not going to call anyone um just because we didn't want anyone to be like bombarding us with questions and like when is baby coming what are you doing what are the what are they doing to you um so we didn't want to be like stressed with like having to respond to them um so we so i i didn't well i actually yeah so when we got there i was kind of scared because it's our first baby um and i was scared of like what to expect and what to do so i i did text my mom like hey don't be alarmed or anything or you know we're okay um but i am admitted to the hospital and we're gonna have baby soon so i did text my mom that and she she it was like three or four in the morning. She actually responded back to me. I think she was waiting. I, yeah, I think she was waiting. So she texted back like she was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, okay, let me know um, how it goes and keep her updated. And I think my mom was more um, understanding. Yeah, yeah, my mom wanted to come to like, yeah <laughs> the hospital right away. I'm like, um, no. <laughs> yeah, because we wanted we wanted it to be like our time, our mm-hmm. moment with like nobody else there and kind of just like. Yeah, kind of soak it all in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I did tell my mom, but we kind of tell my mom after. Yeah, just because I know how she'll react. She wants to be there. She wants to be in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of how the route we took. Yeah, like, your mom would ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
So we would have to like take time to like explain it to her. So we were like, okay, we're just gonna wait till like baby's born, and then we'll let everyone know. And I did send you guys a picture. Yeah, I think I did. Shemang, Shemang sent you guys the picture. I was gonna I, ask that. Yeah, yeah I, I look back at our text. I look back at our text, and you actually let us know. I think you let us know when you were in labor, and then after that, too, you sent a picture, and you're just like. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, oh my god, this is so exciting. I want to share with my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I I, uh, I let you guys all know. I had a question um specifically for you, Alexis, which is like, oh. it's, it's about food. So like, you know how okay. once you go into labor, like technically, like once you birth that baby, you have to go on a Hmong diet. Like, yeah. Um. So I didn't have much like cr- much like pregnancy cravings. Um. I know, I think Jimmy would say that I was, like, craving, like, papaya salad and um, steamrolls. A lot of that. I think because I live I live on the west side. So, like, I live in Plymouth. So, it's, like, there's not a lot of um, Hmong stories here. So, it was really hard. So, we would have to drive all the way to St. Paul to grab, like, papaya salad and steamrolls. But, yeah, I think that was would be what I was craving for when I was pregnant. Did you do the chicken diet, uh, that one-month chicken diet? And how did it go? I did a three-week chicken diet. <laughs> <laughs> I oh my gosh! So you know, for me, I um when I you know was in the hospital before we came home, um, thankfully our parents were able to drop off some chicken, the chicken you know meal, and that was really good. It was really good for like the first week that you come home. It was really good. I ate it, and it was like. So satisfied. And then second week, kind of, you know, you're kind of like, okay, I guess I can eat it, but I would prefer something else. <laughs> it's really hard. And then um, I was also breastfeeding. So I feel like that affected my breast milk and my milk coming in. Um, just because I felt like I wasn't getting enough nutrients. I was just eating chicken and rice. And then I think the third week, I literally cried because I didn't want to eat. Like, that was like, <laughs> I was not looking forward to eating at all. So, yeah, I did not want to eat the chicken diet. I was like crying at Jimmy. I was like, I can't eat this. I literally crying and like begging him to buy me some burgers because I couldn't do it no more. And we were like, okay, we'll just try one more day of the chicken diet. But like with the chicken diet, I, I didn't eat much of it. Like towards the like the last week, third third week, I couldn't eat much of it. I only picked at it. And just ate just a little bit so I can feel like I was full. But it, it I know I, I felt like it affected my milk because after I was like, I threw the, the towel. I was like, I'm done. I'm going to go get myself a burger. So we got myself like a burger, some fries, a milkshake, and it was so good. And then my milk, you know, my milk came in for some reason. Like I was like, um, I was like, like engorged, you know? Um, so. Yeah, it was that. That was my chicken diet experience. What is allowed in a chicken diet? Like, can you add like so- seasoning? Can you eat with pepper or like yeah. it's very bland? Um, it's very bland. Um, so with the rice, you can't mix it with the the broth. So you have to eat it completely separate. Um, and you can't do you can't eat it with pepper. Um, and then seasoning, you can only do salt, but like very, very, very little, like very little salt. Um, 
and then um it has to be like hot like the broth and the chicken it has to be hot and the rice has to be hot too just yeah. for our uh, listeners who might not be aware or like know what a chicken diet is in the Hmong culture does anyone want to explain what it is and the purpose of it and what yeah why moms have to do it in the first month after birth Alexis do you want to uh, explain <laughs> um, I feel like yeah I I don't really know the reason actually I I think uh, it's like to make your body warm, right? That you can die. I don't remember, honestly. My mom explained it. Yeah, she, oh, she explained the herbs. She's like, the herbs is really, like, the smell of it. Um, it's supposed to help you recover. Help you recover and heal yeah. you. And it's also good for a baby, too. Yeah. Like, with baby, like, if the, like, the aroma of the herbs, like, and babies in the room, it's really good for baby, too. Um, she didn't really explain how. No. Like, all she said was supposed to help you recover because, you know, after childbirth, you know, you're exhausted, your body's like tired, mm-hmm. you know, it needs to heal. So the herb's supposed to do all that for you. Yeah. And yeah. I think it also helps with like um, clotting, like blood clots in your stomach. Cause when you deliver, you're, you're still like bleeding. Um, so that helps the warm um, broth and the food kind of like helps you pass those clots. Yeah. And then I think my my understanding, too, is um, the reason it's a month long. And so it's kind of like from the day you give birth and then that moment uh, a month later from that. And I think my understanding from why it's a month is because um, it like it takes about like a month to kind of just your body to like re re remember what it used to feel like. And um I think my parents were telling me too that um, nobody else can eat it but you. Yeah, like because when my mom was pregnant um, and with Dylan, uh, we couldn't eat with her or we couldn't eat um, like the chicken diet with her or like the chicken, anything with that she, it was coming for her to her. And so if we wanted it, we had to cook a whole different pot for ourselves. I mean, I didn't eat it with I don't her. Think you eat, I think no. you also didn't like it. <laughs> No, honestly, like it, it, it looked good though. <laughs> but, <laughs> but funny. like I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't eat it with her though. But remember, I was kind to you. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted, she wanted like burgers and fries. <laughs> I mean, we did. We had her burgers and, and yeah. fries. You know, we just kind of like gave up on the chain diet. Yeah. And then mom would constantly bring in chicken stuff, and we're like, ah, we're we're. We still have chicken left. Like, 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 we didn't want to tell her that we like completely, yeah. completely stopped because she worked so hard. Like, she went to go like kill the chicken, yeah. grab herbs, and she actually like packaged it so it's like a meal. And but it was so hard for me to like tell her like we stopped, like don't yeah. bring any more. But she worked so hard. I don't feel bad because my mom she did a lot. She yeah. like because you know the herbs you need to boil them right. Mm-hmm. So so she'll boil them. And then she'll package the herbs and like milk, like milk, yeah. like milk prep them. Yeah. And then she put like the liquid in there and then she'll package the herbs and the, the chicken. She'll cut them to like uh, meal size. Yeah. And like she did a lot. And like we didn't want to be like, no, we stopped. <laughs> we gave up. We're like, yeah. we just told her that we still had like some herbs left. Yeah. Yeah. And then once like that four weeks came up, we're like, yeah, no, we're, we're done, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I felt bad, but like we just couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, like the yeah. To clarify, is it one whole chicken per meal? 
Or like, can you split I, that chicken into two meals? It's up to you, honestly, because like I know some some individuals like they they'll eat the whole chicken because it's like it's not filling, you know, because it's just. It's just chicken. Yeah, I don't think it's a whole chicken. I know some like our cousins, they do eat like the whole chicken. For me, I think the first week I did eat a lot of the chicken just because I was very hungry and that was like the only thing I could eat. And it was really good at that time. But then later on, it was like, I can only eat like one chicken wing <laughs> and one like two, three scoops of rice. And that was it. Like I couldn't eat anymore. That's kind of funny that we were talking about all of it because ping when you had mentioned that like nobody else can eat it i was like wait hold on because i remember as a kid when my mom was pregnant and like would bring babies home and she had to do the chicken diet i remember like the food always smells so good it's like what you yeah. mean like it look good it smell good <laughs> all the herbs like i think the herbs do work but then yeah. um, so i remember i feel like i used to eat it with my mom but then i don't remember too because then i'm like i don't know did i or did i not but that's funny What were some immediate like lifestyle changes and schedule changes that you were like faced with and like was it challenging? How did you navigate it? And um yeah. What mm-hmm. were they? Yeah. Um for one, it was waking up in the middle of the night like three or four times. When we brought her home, um it was it was a little it was hard because we weren't ready because we were thinking that she'll be a week a later uh, delivered a week later. Um, so it was really hard. I guess when I was on maternity leave, it was a little bit easier because, you know, I, I can wake up in the middle of the night and feed her and get her to go to bed. And then, like, I wouldn't be so tired in the morning how I am now when I have to go back to work where I have to, like, okay, I need to, like, make sure that she gets enough food for the middle of the night so she stays asleep longer so that we, uh, me and Jamaican get more sleep. So that would be like a, a different like schedule. When we had Eleanor, um, we definitely stopped going out as much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we saved a lot on like gas. Because <laughs> we'll pump like two, three times like every what, yeah. four or five days. We'll pump like two, three times a tank. And then like now we only pump like once a week. I'm like, oh my Not God. even like once every two weeks. Yeah, like, sometimes we don't, go we don't go anywhere. We don't go anywhere, and because like it's like kind of the taco, huh? You know, you have to pack her, and then you have to um pack the bags, and then you got, yeah, like it's it's a lot of work. It is, and it's also really cold too. So we right. try not to go out as much. But before before we had Eleanor, we would go out like oh yeah to restaurants, to you know to the bars, yeah, like, to family, to family events. Yeah. But now we're like um. No, we're gonna stay home just because Eleanor. Yeah. And it's cold. Um, yeah, and it, it was RSV. Um, yeah, two, RSV. So. so a lot of babies were getting yeah. sick. So we definitely like restrict ourselves. Yeah, and like for me, like I breastfeed too. So we try to go places where it's like breast friendly, breast friend, breastfeeding friendly. Um, so like Target, because Target has like a breastfeeding yeah, room. Um, our parents, like, we can go to a separate room to breastfeed. We try to go, like, we kind of time it for her yeah. with her naps. So, yeah, like, now we have to time everything around, like, yeah. around her schedule, her nap. Yeah, she, like, controls yeah. our schedule. So, like, 
We're like, okay, we fed her. She's probably going to go down for a nap. So when she wakes up, we'll feed her, wait till she digests, and then we can go to the store. Um, a lot of staffs. Yeah, a lot of staffs. And she has, like, a time limit, too, at the she store. Did. It's, like, an hour at most, Yeah, if you're lucky. If you're lucky, it's yeah. an hour at the store. So. Most times, like, maybe, like, 40 minutes. Like, we feel rushed now whenever we go yeah. to the store with her. Like, Target? Oh, my gosh. Like, I would spend, like, about an hour, an hour and a half in Target, but now it's, like, 30 minutes. Like, we're, like, rushing through the aisles, like, trying to get what we need and then get out. Because with her, it's kind of, like, yeah. ah, she's not ready yet. It's not It's not where we can just, like, up and go anymore. Mm-hmm. It kind of has to be, like, everything has to be planned out and thought out. Yeah, and we, right now, we are trying to, like, do make sure that she knows, like, like a flexible routine. Like, we want to encourage her to be comfortable being flexible. So that's what we've been doing too. Like, okay, we're going to spend time, like spend longer at this place and see how it goes. And if she cries, she cries because she's a baby. So she's going to cry. Um, we just have to, I think, I think it's our anxiety when she's, so when we're in the store. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, oh my gosh, she's crying. Like people are going to look at us weird. Like we're being so rude. But now we just like don't care anymore. We're just going to let her cry because she's just a baby. Like you can't just, it's impossible. You know, when you're out in public, I wanted to um, also ask if you're comfortable answering, which is like more about the financial side of it. Like, I guess, like save money for when Eleanor comes uh, like to like, like, did you have like a diaper fund or like a clothes fund or a milk, milk fund or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and how does that like look like? Yeah. Yes oh, and no. We, we had a baby shower. We had a baby shower and we were able to like those. We had a lot of diapers from the baby shower to like. Yeah. She was like two months old, but um, in terms of milk, we well, we, we we breastfeed, and but we did buy like cans of formula just in case, mm-hmm. just because there was there was like that formula shortage, mm-hmm. and we didn't know if we wanted to just do like strictly formula or strictly just breastfeeding. So we we did buy that beforehand as well. Um, but no, we for, didn't for, save money. We didn't really save any money because we had diapers and we bought clothes already. Fortunately, we had a lot of stuff from the um, the baby shower also. Yeah, a lot of clothes yeah. and diapers and toys. If we could have saved a little bit of money, it would be like the hospital bill. <laughs> like, true, yeah. yeah, if we could save a little bit of money there, yeah. that would help a lot with our if hospitals. If anything, insurance is a little confusing. <laughs> yeah. Because they like, they ask you to pay you. You obviously have like a... a, a a, a copay or yeah. deductible you need to meet first yeah but hsa doesn't cover deductible no. payments it, yeah it's, so like the whole year we've been paying like her deductible with my hsa card yeah like, we just found out that like oh my god like the hsa doesn't bring down deductibles so now like we have to pay like out-of-pocket costs so definitely I would say, look into your insurance yeah look into your insurance and um <laughs> save money for the hospital bill that's a very good point for oh uh, yeah for- expecting parents to change yeah. your enrollment plan so that yeah. it would be such a high uh, deductible but yeah. i think mm-hmm. along with the line of finances were, was there any like gadgets or anything you bought that uh you kind of regret buying now or that you felt like oh my god it was not useful at all why did we buy it so when we were in the hospital we were like new parents because we were like oh my god is she like why is she like moving so much why is she like making so much noises when she's sleeping so she will grunt yeah. and we would get scared i think what in the hospital we're like okay you sleep and i'll stay awake yeah, with a baby and then we'll switch yeah it was really bad i don't even know how to explain it but like it's like a 
like uncomfortable grunting that she'll do and mm-hmm. it's normal within like yes, new babies it's normal but we were like stressing out so we're like oh my god we need to buy like the outlet and the outlet is like this device where you put it on their feet and it it, it um tracks their sleep and their their, their breathing, heart rate yeah. and their breathing so if like they stop breathing all of a sudden it'll like alert you Mm-hmm. So we bought that, and then the first the first day we the first home, day we yeah. came home, we used it on her, and it was the most stressful yeah. thing ever. It's hard to put on because you need to put it on like at a right angle. Mm-hmm. If you don't, it, there's no point in like using it. it so work. like she moves, so obviously it's, it's gonna fall off. So we put it on, and then like we finally got it on, but like the whole night we were like stressing out because we're like constantly checking the app. Mm-hmm. And then like the second night we're like we decided to just like let's just not use it. And then like we just didn't use it. And then we never used it since. Yeah. <laughs> it's still charging every like still still charging right now. It's still there. Yeah. Um, so it's just collecting dust. It was expensive. It was like three hundred dollars. No. So it's it's like one of the gadgets that like I would never recommend. <laughs> never. Um also noise machines, like don't buy so much. <laughs> yes. We have like four different like noise machines. Just buy one. It's a lot. You don't need to buy a fancy bassinet. <laughs> I'm, I'm just putting it out there because you won't need it. Yeah. Like, our best net is supposed to like shake them when they're sleeping. We never used that. Like, no, we never used it was any like, of the. Um, it was like, what, like $400 for that? Yes. We never used any of the little like, like buttons, yeah, buttons. or the lights or anything. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't use, use any of that. Oh my God. So, not that I think about it. We were crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and white noise. Yeah. Doctors always suggest white noise. But I think that's because, like, a lot of parents or, like, a lot of, like, Mika parents, they like to have their kids sleep in separate rooms. So they kind of turn on white noise to, like, drown out the noise of the yeah, little crying. Yeah. But, like, what I, we found out is that, like, you don't need white noise <laughs> or you don't really need it because, like, our baby's sleeping with us. So, like, as bad as it sounds, we're going to wake up when she cries anyways. So, I mean, it is okay to have it's, one. Yeah, it's okay to have one. But for like, like four. Yeah, not like four. It's okay to have one just for like those days or those times where she's like crying, like you just can't do anything and you can try white noise and that might help her go to sleep. I think with our baby, that's that's what we did. Yeah. That's how she is. She doesn't really need a sound machine to fall asleep. Um, or any of those fancy lights or shaking the bassinet or the outlet. She doesn't need any of that. So I guess it just depends on your baby, right? It just depends on your baby. Um, you kind of men- you mentioned about like your baby shower and all those things, like those big gatherings. Like, how how do you navigate those gatherings now? Now that Eleanor is here, um, especially you know, like you're bringing a baby. There's going to be people who are like, oh my god, it's a baby, and they want to like kiss it or grab it or touch it and hold it. Like, how do you navigate um those conversations or situations? Yeah, so how we're navigating that now is we we plan when we want to come home. So we don't stay late anymore because her her <laughs> night routine starts at seven. You know, usually we suggest like earlier times now. Yeah. And and when we are there, we do like let it be known that we don't like other people kissing Eleanor because mm-hmm. just with like RSV and like, you know, they could have like cold sores and stuff like that. And it, it, it's bad for babies, you know, because they haven't developed like immunity to any of those yet. So we do let it be known, but it's, it's kind of hard when it comes to like my mom, she's stubborn. Like she'll kiss the baby when we're not there. Like 
I know. Like I caught her yesterday when we were over at her house kissing Eleanor in the kitchen. I'm like, what the hell? Like, mom, you're not supposed to do that. And she's like, it's just a little, we're not sick. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So it's stressful. Like, yeah. you know, like, cause like, you know, my parents, like my mom don't listen. So it's stressful. <laughs> you know, we don't want her kissing baby or we don't want anyone kissing baby. Yeah. And like, we know that she's, yeah. she's fine, but it's just like, if she does it, then I feel like other people are like, oh, yeah, mom did it. Yeah. It's to like, yeah. you know, like, like I'm sure Alexa's parents would love to kiss Eleanor or like stuff like that. So. We kind of have to be fair and not like be biased about like who gets to kiss and who gets to hold baby. Um, and we also with like at gatherings, we, we kind of like want to make sure that we're the ones feeding her. Obviously we have to, or like if she cries, we are the one that like are holding her to like trying to like soothe her instead of having like, you know, my mom or her mom or someone else try to soothe her. Cause it's just, it's just like a, a parent thing, I guess. Like, yeah, if, if, I think for me, that was more of like, if she's crying with you, I feel like I want her to feel like she can always come to me or, or to me. Cause we're kind of like her, her safe space. Um, if she's feeling scared or uncomfortable, she, we, I, I want her in my arms so that she knows that she feels safe and that this is a safe place to be. So that, that was, yeah, what we yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, that's really about it. But we definitely don't stay late anymore. We we do plan around her schedule and mm-hmm. leave before like or get home before seven and then like do a night routine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually when we go out and come back, she sleeps very well. She yeah. usually sleeps throughout the night after like a day of out and about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like when we had her, it was like in the it was right before like the holidays. Oh, like yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas and also like like flu season. So we were like always very cautious yeah. when we go to family. We were hesitant. Yeah, we were very hesitant to go. I think Thanksgiving we didn't do Thanksgiving, but we did Christmas. Yeah. Actually I think that's the first time both our family got to see yeah. her after like like together. Yeah, together. Yeah. yeah. So it it was nice. And <laughs> yeah. I mean I had a lot of mixed emotions. Going to these events, yeah, we were scared. Like, they could be sick, but they don't. They don't know they're sick. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, it was also hard because I, I, I want to be with her all the time. Like I want to hold her, but I feel like I also need time for myself to not hold her as well. So having other people hold her, but like I would be scared telling parents, like both our parents, like for them to give my baby back. Yeah, like that was also, really hard for me. No. Yeah, like that's we're really still hard. On it. Like being able to say no to like our parents. Mm-hmm. When like, it comes to like Eleanor. Yeah, it's really hard because they. I know our parents are like they mean well. They mean well, and they're trying to like I guess give you advice and give you tips and tricks on how to like raise a baby. But sometimes, like for me, like I, I it, it was hard for me to say like no or oh thanks for the advice, but we're gonna do it this way because that's what works for us. So that was really hard. And I always like brought it up to Chimmy, like, are you gonna help me? Are you gonna support me when I say no, you know? And he always does. And that's what we um what we went through. ask you alexis too as you're talking about uh, parenthood and different parenting style what is your favorite thing about being a parent everything um i I mean right now it's it's like she's at the newborn phase so she just very she just loves to cuddle she loves to cuddle she loves to just be held (laughs) and I, i love that about it um just being with her like we when we put her to bed at night 
and Trey and I were out in the living room. We were like, oh, we miss her. We want to be with her. And it, it, we can't because, like, we want her to sleep as well. We also want, like, our um, our me time. Yeah. And the only time we can have that is, like, after she sleeps. <laughs> yeah. But we do uh, we do miss her when she goes to bed. Yeah. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Because we, like. <laughs> we will check on her. Yeah, we will check. We're, like, even, like, in the middle of the night, we're, like, we should just put her on the bed with us. <laughs> But don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what I love. And I'm just so excited to see her grow up and see who she is and her personality. Like I always like dream of it. Like, oh, is she going to be like this? Or what is she going to be into? You know, it's just fun to see her like try new things. Like right now she's starting to grab things and put things in her mouth. And like all those little milestones, it's just like very exciting. What about you, Chuming? What is uh, your favorite thing about being a parent? I just love coming to them, like, because cause I, I wake up and work at like six in the morning and then she wakes up at like, Eleanor wakes up at like 7.30. So I, I just love coming to the bedroom when like she wakes up because she gets so happy to see you. Yeah. And she'll smile and she'll laugh and then do, she'll do her like little baby talk. Mm-hmm. And then like, that's just like one of my favorite moments. It's just like, when you see her in the morning, you know, because it's like she hasn't seen you all day or like all night. All night. And then she's super happy to see you. And then she'll smile and do baby talk. Mm-hmm. And like she'll like use her little hands to like grab you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 adorable. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I really love about it. And like you just kind of get to see like her grow, you know, like honestly, it's like mm-hmm. overnight. Yeah. Like, we'll be sleeping, and then the next morning, we're like, did she grow? Yeah, she's heavier. Like, she got heavy. Got longer. Like, she grew, like, like pounds overnight, I swear. Yeah. Yeah, so you just get to see them grow and oh, yeah. see their personality. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like we're starting to see her personality <laughs> kick in more and more she's each day. Like, yeah. yeah, the RBF face or her, her um, what is it? Like, She's just very, like, she's picky with people. Yeah, she's sassy. Yeah, very sassy. I feel like she's going to be very sassy. Oh, that's so cute. I love, like, seeing how much you two adore her, and it's just so cute. Um, I don't mean to backtrack into this light and, like, super warm moment, but um, Chuming, for you, how was it like when Alexis was giving birth? Like, I know it's kind of you can't really do anything or like you can't do much when your partner is giving birth. And so kind of how did you try to support her? Did you know what you were doing or did you know what to do? And then also um, throughout this whole experience of being pregnant till now and having a baby, how has your mental health been in terms of like anxiety and just like, um, I'm just curious more on the mental health side of you as the father. Yeah. So at the hospital, when Alexis was giving birth, I, like, I didn't know what to do, honestly, because, like, when she was, like, in, like, active labor, like, about to, like, pop Eleanor out, yeah. uh, like, I didn't know if, the, like, I could be right next to her because we had, like, two nurses and, like, the doctor there, yeah. and they're on both sides. So I'm like, oh, my God, where am I going, you know? And I guess, like, the nurses were very, like, supportive. They're like, oh, get in here. I'm like, oh, okay, so I can get in there. Obviously, like, I, I didn't know, like, I can't really ease her pain in any way. Anyway, all I kind of did was just kind of, like, Try to calm her down, do like soft talking and like really encourage like Alexis whenever she's pushing. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like Eleanor's almost here, you know? Even when like I don't see her Eleanor's head, I'm like, oh my God, she's almost here. <laughs> kind of just like <laughs> give her like motivational boosts. Like, oh my God, I see her head. And then, but like, I actually don't. <laughs> 
and when we do like when I do see like Eleanor crowning, I'm like, oh my god, honey, you're almost there. Like I see her head, you know. I'm, I'm like constantly giving like Alexis updates, to, like what's yeah. going on. Honestly, I didn't think I'll be that close to like seeing Eleanor pop out. <laughs> I thought I was gonna be like not there because <laughs> personally, I didn't think I was gonna like be right in front of the show. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, like right. There. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I can do it. Like. I don't think I don't like I don't I didn't think I can like be there I didn't think I can like cut the umbilical cord but mm-hmm. I, I was able to do it I like I think because at the moment it was like it kicked in like you you just have to be there you know yeah I witnessed the whole thing yeah it, it was did whatever like whatever I could to kind of ease you know her pain and like her anxiety as well as mine yeah as well as mine just kind of like trying to reassure like assure Alexis that like everything's gonna be okay mm-hmm. Eleanor's coming out mm-hmm. stuff like that and then the first few days when we brought her home um it was like a realization that like oh my god this is real because at the hospital we had like nurses checking in on us like every few hours but the moment we were home it was like no one's here you know it's just us mm-hmm. like we don't have nurses coming in giving us like giving Alexis like pads or like pills mm-hmm. we don't have nurses changing like i don't know diaper or like yeah. checking in on her temperature so it's like all on us now mm-hmm. so that was like a big realization for us and then like it was really it was really tough for us the first night especially when it came to sleeping i i, I don't think we even slept at all no because we were like constantly stressed like oh my god what if like something happens mm-hmm. and like she's cold or what if she's hot you know it was it was hard like really stressful because we didn't know if she was cold or she's hot because she couldn't she can't tell us so that was like a lot of anxiety and stress and then i kind of found like this um dad group on facebook <laughs> there there wasn't much on that because there's there's not a lot of like mental support for like dads out there for new dads mm-hmm. so the group was wasn't as active but i found this um tiktok dad who like posts like very like inspirational quotes about like being like a, a dad so i kind of followed those quotes i'll see it here and there now i don't really follow as much since we got to like a routine with eleanor it's hard like as as a new dad you you have a lot of like anxiety too and stress and you call like i'm always constantly like thinking like oh my god what if like something happens like intrusive thoughts yeah like intrusive thoughts. yeah we talked yeah. about that you and i how yeah so like we have intrusive thoughts yeah and we try not to just we try not to think about it yeah yeah but it ha- it's there but we mm-hmm. just try not to think about it so i don't think yeah yeah it's hard yeah, yeah. i think it's interesting because i think there's so much like social media influencers from moms and like so much content to support moms and stuff and I think that a lot of it is because in society a lot of the pressure and responsibility to nurture kids is kind of viewed as the mom's role and so Mm -hmm. I feel like out there there's a lot of content for that but then you know dads are involved too and like for involved dads like you also need that support and you also need that kind of network and those kind of content to um, support you. So I'm glad that you were able to at least find some stuff. I think I could imagine that there's so much anxiety to have, especially your first kid. But as you get into the flow of things and the routine of things and get to know your baby more, you kind of um, figure out what's best for your family and stuff. Yeah. I just wanted to know, how has your marriage changed now? And like, I guess, like, what do you look forward to? now that like your relationship has grown in like such a short amount of time too together so like i mean i know you guys have been together for a long time but like within this period i i guess our marriage we're just more considerate 
of like each other's time. Now with Eleanor, we're kind of like we have to be more patient and like more understanding now. Yeah, I would say I was telling like we give each other grace. We try. We don't like if something's bothering us, don't just don't hold it in because that will just create more resentment towards each other. So like we we've been trying to like like at night we'll we'll talk because that's our that's our alone time together. We'll talk and talk about the day and like what's been bothering us or what's been going on. You know, we talk about it and that I think that's what's changed since our marriage yeah. because before we were like we go out and eat and we'll talk here and there. But now, like, now when we put her to bed, it's like, okay, we don't have a little person with us to talk mm-hmm. about, you know, because during the day, we always talk about her. Mm-hmm. So, like, at night when it's just us, it's just nice because we can talk yeah. to each other. And we've been doing that ever since. Yeah. And it's been really nice because, like, I feel like I have to be, like, the one holding her, the one feeding. Well, I am I'm breastfeeding, so I, I, I have to feed her. And, I have, like, changing her and getting her ready. Sometimes I feel like he's not, like, oh, he's not doing enough. Like, those things will come up in my head. Like, oh, why isn't he doing it? Like, it's so much. Like, why is he making me do it? So, like, I try not to think about that because I know that he's also going through that as well. Like, he's also, he's helping me. It's not like he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's helping me with diaper changes and, you know, taking her when she's crying. You know, when those thoughts do come in and I think about that, I'm like, oh, wait, I have to stop myself because he does help me. He, like, he supports us. He's, you know, it's just, like, being more aware of our thoughts yeah. and try not to be so, like, angry with each yeah. other because not it's not healthy. And we don't want to show that to Eleanor, too, that, like, that's no, marriage is like being angry yeah. with each other we want her to know that oh like my mom and dad talk to each yeah. other she's so small but like yeah. we want to like kind of establish like a, a like a foundation yeah first before like you know anything before she gets older and then like that yeah. happens yeah so we want to show her that like oh and mom and dad they, they talk if they're feeling sad or they're feeling mad they talk to each other so we want to encourage her to do that too with us and like with you know other people too can i just say too as um we have taken this time in this space to kind of go down both of y'all's journey of you know having eleanor i've recognized and i realized that the language that you both use is in a lot of we's i don't know if you noticed that oh you both use uh, when we went to the hospital or when um, we were having Eleanor, it was very, oh. it was very collaborative. It was uh, the, the component of, you know, you are each other as one. I just want to call that out. And that's very powerful. Um, and we're so thankful here beyond friends that Alexis and Chi Ming, you both agreed to be on uh, today's episode. Any last things you want to uh, let our listeners know or just kind of highlight or any if any of our listeners who are new parents or already parents, do you have any advice or resources you you like to pass on to them? Maybe have a couple advice. Like, I guess just one quick one is um, you don't have to always listen to like the doctor when it comes to preference between bottle or breastfeeding. A lot of the time it's like their personal preference. Oh, again, it also depends on the baby. Too. Yes, but doctors yeah. will always suggest like breastfeeding. Yeah, they would. I think I think that's what they were supposed that that's what they're trained is to say that breastfeeding is best. I chose to breastfeed 
And, you know, it was my first time breastfeeding. So, of course, you know, you listen to your doctors. I think what we struggled was her not taking the pacifier or the bottle. That would just leave all the feeding to me. And that can be a lot for myself. Um, so Or like when we have like babysitters. Yeah. So it's hard to have babysitters. So what I what advice I would give out is try combo feeding as soon as possible. Yes, you should breastfeed so that your milk comes in. But I would also encourage trying like bottle feeding and pacifiers. Pacifiers is really nice when they're sleeping because it helps with the helps soothe them and they won't grunt as much because they'll make lots of noises. So we didn't do any of that. We did breastfeeding, strictly breastfeeding on me for I think six, seven weeks. And we did pacifier and bottle and she she's having a hard time taking the bottle. So I would say try combo feeding yeah. as soon as possible. And trust your guts. And trust your gut. Your yeah. instinct. Yeah. Don't try to like track everything that your baby Oh did. yeah. We did that the first two weeks. Don't track and monitor anything. Just follow your baby's cues. Awesome. Well thank you so much, Alexis. Yeah. We are so appreciative of um, everything that you have shared today. And also thank you, Eleanor, for making that special guest appearance. It's such a pleasure yeah. to have a, a little one on the podcast. Thank you for having us. We were, we were like, we feel famous. Like, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all are the celebrity guests. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or want to tell us your story, you can shoot us an email at teenbeyondfriends at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please share it with your friends and give us a rating. You can also follow us on Instagram at teenbeyondfriends and Facebook at teenbeyondfriends. Until next time!
unprofessional. It's very just friends talking with friends. I know. It feels very um, professional. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like being interviewed. It's a little like over like, I don't know. I just like a lot. My anxiety is like, oh, okay. No, it's okay. Yes. Yeah. Like talking with you guys, like just exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I've known you long enough to like already sense it. So I'm like, oh, let's <laughs> let me just bluntly yeah. tell her this. <laughs> okay, good. Um, that was you. the main part that is the most scripted too. And so yes. now, yeah, I will go free to let that. loose. It was just a little <laughs> scripted. Don't feel pressure to yeah. add. I'm gonna do should want, I yeah. like written a script too? Like I don't know how to respond. Like, are y'all waiting for me to respond? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, you're doing great, Alexis. Um, 